today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. You know what that sounds like or looks like? Well, God loves me more than He loves you. No, He doesn't. He loves me just the same as He loves you. He loves me so much. There's no way that this side of glory I could ever comprehend or fathom the love that God has for me. It's a ferocious love. He is ferociously protective of me. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. When life is going well, it's easy to pat ourselves on the back and put ourselves above others. Today, Pastor J.D. wants you to know that God's love is for everyone, and you need to humbly accept it. Don't put others down when life is going well. Accept His love for you and show it to everyone around you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 46 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. The chapter that we have before us is one of those places in God's Word, along with many places in God's Word, where we have this much-needed reminder of how it is that the Lord is always there for us. He will never leave us, never forsake us. He will always carry us through, no matter what it is that we're going through. As we're about to see, God, through the prophet Isaiah, is going to draw a very stark contrast, and in some ways a very humorous contrast, as we're about to see, between these false gods that they worshipped, and the one and only true and living God. We're going to see repeatedly this emphasis about how God declares through the prophet Isaiah that I am the Lord your God. The emphasis is on I, not they, not that, not them. I am the Lord your God. It is really my prayer and my hope that as we go through this relatively short chapter, all of us, myself included, will be greatly encouraged and strengthened, because this is one of those chapters in God's Word that has that potential, that propensity to really be encouraging, that much-needed reminder, again, as we're about to see. So let's jump in. You ready? All right, verse 1. Bel bows down. Nebo stoops. Their idols were on the beasts and on the cattle. Your carriages were heavily loaded, a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together, they could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Okay, so first two verses start out with a rather graphic picture, sad picture really, 
of the Israelites being carried off into captivity. And they even have with them their idols. And they're all loaded up on these carriages, their idols close by with them, carrying them as they're being carried off into captivity in Babylon, exactly as the prophet Isaiah had prophesied would happen. There's something interesting here, just kind of as a side note about these gods. Notice that God deemed it necessary to have Isaiah name them by name. Maybe better said, call them out by name. These were false gods. Bel is where you would get really the name of King Belshazzar. Bel, Bal. Nebo. Who's this guy? Well, he's another false god. But what's interesting about this god Nebo is that he was known as the Babylonian god of science. I'm just going to let that one sit right there for just a moment and give the Holy Spirit some elbow room. Not much has changed over the years. Oh, just the names have been changed to protect the guilty, I suppose. The God of science, the God of knowledge, that was this false God. And how sad is this? We're being carried off into captivity, into Babylon. We better pack the gods, honey. And don't forget Nebo, the science god. We need the god of science, you know. And here's this, again, picture that's painted on the canvas of the narrative of, if you can just picture it in your mind, these carriages were heavily loaded. They were being carried off and with them, carrying with them this heavy load. And it was so heavy that it was a burden to the weary beast. And they stoop, they bow down together. I think that carries with it the idea of these false gods bowing before the true and living God. And we're going to see that here in a moment. Verse 3, Listen to me, O house of Jacob. And all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb, even, verse 4, to your old age, I am he, and even to gray hairs, I will carry you. That alone, right there is greatly encouraging to me. Because you know what he's saying, right? I'm going to carry you. Uh, You're older now. I'm still going to carry you. I see you're starting to get some gray hairs. Yeah, I'm going to carry you. I carried you from birth, from the womb. In fact, I knew you before you were even formed in the womb. And then when you were born from the womb, I carried you, and I have carried you throughout your whole life. 
even to your old age. And here's why. It's because I have made and I will bear. I made you. I created you. I formed you. I knew you. Even I will carry and will deliver you. You know, it's so easy sometimes when you're studying God's Word, reading God's Word, and in my case, teaching God's Word, to read the text, read the passage, do your best to expound on it, apply it. We have this acronym, it's R-E-A, read it, explain it, and apply it. Pretty simple, right? But I have the gift of complication, so I always complicate it, but that's what my wife tells me anyway. (laughs) But it's really not that complicated. It's really very simple, isn't it? This is the takeaway. This is the A, the application. We just got done reading it. I've done my best to expound and explain it. Now I want us to apply it. Because it's been said that knowledge is just information, but wisdom is the application of that information. And so I would really like for us, and again I'm including myself in this, to really apply this practically, personally. God will carry you. And truth be made known, He has carried you. Do you often think, I was just having this conversation with my son today, about all those times, unbeknownst to us, unknown to us, where God, in the realm of the Spirit, had protected us from something catastrophic? I remember one time, uh, this is actually a number of years back when we had first started the church and I was driving home after the Bible study on Thursday night. My boys at the time were young and we were delayed for some reason. I, I remember it very well because I was, you know, being the godly patient man that I am, I was really frustrated, kind of like, we, we need to get home. It's a school night. I need to get you guys to bed and get home. And uh, I just remember kind of being perturbed. And we drove down this road that we always drive down to get home. And there was all these blue lights, police all over the place, ambulance, blocked off detour. And I'm like, oh wow, that must have been an accident. So we ended up going around and then we got to the house only to learn. Ah, oh, this, is, this is hard. I mean, I'm getting all those feelings back now. This guy beat his girlfriend to death. And I remember thinking to myself, and actually <laughs> thanking God, because it had just happened at the very time that had we left on time, I would have been there. Now watch this. I come upon something like that, I'm going to get out of the car, because I'm going to do something about it. And God was protecting me, unbeknownst to me. And that's just one time 
that I knew about it. How about all the times that God has done that and you have no clue? I wonder if when we get to heaven, we're going to have like these breakout sessions and they're going to have a screen of all the times. I think my the length of my video is going to be much longer than most because I'm so sure so many times God just protected me and carried me and redirected me. And I didn't even know about it. Throughout my life, from birth, my mom told me that when I was young, I almost died three times of asthma. And yet God carried me through that. I had these massive asthma attacks. And God carried me through. And I mean from young to old. There's been times even recently where I've just seen the hand of God. And those are again only the times that I've seen it and recognized it and acknowledged it and thank God for it. And if those are the times that I've seen it, how many more times has God carried me and I didn't even really acknowledge it or realize it? God loves me so much. I mean, you think about it as a parent, how much you love your kids, or a grandparent, how much you love your grandchildren. Sometimes you love the grandchildren more. I've heard stories about, I don't have grandchildren yet. But I, I, I hear stories about, man, having grandchildren is great. They don't talk about their children anymore. They talk about their grandchildren. It's kind of, you know, and, and then when they have the grandchildren over, they, they give them back to their children. Maybe that's what's so great about it. I don't know. But the Lord tarries, maybe I will. But you think about how much you love your children. doesn't even, it just... It's, it, it's not even anywhere within reasonable proximity to how much God loves you. And maybe somebody needs to hear that tonight. God loves you. You know what's sad is that it just seems to be so I'm going to use the word profane because that's what the word profane means. It means to be made common. That's what the word profane means. And it's been brought down to this level of being just profane, common. So much so that when you say to somebody, hey, God likes you, it almost packs more punch than God loves you. Because love, for the most part, has really been redefined. And sadly, in the English language, you only have one word for love. Well, in the Greek language, there's four words for four different kinds of love. Eros, agape, philia, and storge. And agape is that unconditional love that God has for us. And storge is the natural affection translated often in uh, the Bible, but it's the love that a parent has for a child and that a child has for a parent. 
Eros is a sensual love. It's where we get our English word erotic. And philia is a brotherly love. Philia love. That's the love that we have for brothers and sisters in Christ. So it kind of changes the whole complexion, doesn't it, when you talk about love in that way? God loves you, period. It's not God loves you when, or if, or however, or but, or not right now. (laughs) Kind of like the husband will say to the wife, or the wife will say to the husband. Usually it's the wife to the husband. Not my wife, because I have a perfect marriage. I'm the pastor, but you know, I, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Okay. Well, God never says that. God loves me no matter what. There's nothing that I can do to make God love me less. And by the way, that's one of the lies of the enemy, and don't let the enemy get away with that. Because see, the enemy is right there a thousand times a day to try to deceive you to believe that God's love is kind of like our love. It's predicated upon what we do or don't do. God loves us no matter what. And there's nothing, Romans 8, that can separate us from the love that God has for us. Do you realize the implications of that? Here's a way to see it and say it. You take the godliest Christian you know, and usually it's one of these things, well, of course God loves them, but me, little old me. It's kind of like we have this scale, this rating system, right? On a scale of one to ten, God loves them. They're a ten. You know, I'm pushing the envelope trying to get to a two. No. God loves me as much as He loves them. And that goes both ways, by the way. I think of the Apostle Paul who said, be very careful on this one. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. You know what that sounds like or looks like? Well, God loves me more than He loves you. No, He doesn't. He loves me just the same as He loves you. He loves me so much. There's no way that this side of glory I could ever comprehend or fathom the love that God has for me. It's a ferocious love. He is ferociously protective of me. You think about as a parent, you see your child and they need you. Are you not going to be there for them? Why? Because you love them. You need to carry them. You're going to carry them. Even just hearing your young child cry, there's a reason why it just, it makes you act and respond. How much more will the Lord in His love for us hearken unto the voice of our cry? When our boys were young, they had this whole thing about let them cry it out. We tried that, my wife and I. We read all the books. Oh, you know, they have all these books on parenting, volumes, I mean voluminous works on parenting. So we read them all. I mean, huge library, a couple shelves on the bookshelf on parenting. We thought, man, we got this down. 
And then our first son was born, and we realized we knew absolutely nothing about parenting. I think I burned them. I know I threw them away at least, but it was kind of like, are you kidding me? You know, here's one book. Let him cry it out. Well, I tried it. I'll never forget it. So, I'm looking at my wife. She's looking at me. You're supposed to let him cry it out. <laughs> I think I lasted about a minute and 30 seconds. I just finally ran into the room, grabbed him, carried him, and he stopped crying. Hmm. It's all good now. How much more so with the Lord? Our loving Heavenly Father. He loves us so much. Verse 5, to whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we should be alike? They, verse 6, lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver on the scales. They hire a goldsmith and he makes it a god. They prostrate themselves. Yes, they they worship. Oh, they bear it on their shoulder. They carry it and they set it in its place and it stands from its place. It shall not move. Though one cries out to it, yet it cannot answer nor save him out of his trouble. Okay, you'll forgive me for, I know they have clinical terms for this, but this is so humorous. This is one of those places where I'm just reminded that God has a sense of humor. Do you see the humor in this? You know you're in trouble when you have to carry your God instead of your God carrying you. You got a problem when you got to carry your God. Wait, my God made me and he carries me, but wait, you made your God and you carry it? No, thank you. And I mean, (laughs) so you make this thing and then you bow down prostrate before it and you worship it and you cry out to it. And surprise, surprise, it does not answer. Why does it not answer? It cannot. Why can it not answer? Because it's not God. That's why. And you, I mean, you, and you put it in its place and you set it there. Uh, we read this, I think, a couple of chapters ago. Uh, three, four weeks ago, you've got to steady it so it doesn't fall over. So wait a minute, let me see if I got this straight. Your God can fall over and break? Yeah, ask the Philistines about that. The Ninevites too, by the way, because they worship this God, his name Dagon. When the Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant, they put it next to this God, which by the way was a 
half fish, half man God. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from Isaiah with Pastor J.D., make sure to really think about what you're hearing and what God wants to speak to you today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly to grow in relationship with God and others. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Isaiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages on our website. We encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and In Spirit and Truth. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with the old wind.